a good apology acknowledges the pain that was caused and allows the withdrawer would then allow it to impact them and respond to uh, that, that pain and show that pain to their pursuing partner. Connecting Couples with the Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff, and we're the Real Emhoffs. We're diving in here to episode six of our series on the anatomy of a repair, what it looks like when there's an injury or a a fight or something goes sideways, and how couples can actually do a repair that cleans up the residue that was left because of that fight. And the last episode we dove into kind of the pursuer's world. We think it's really important that we often in our series show these two sides to give you, if you're the pursuer or the withdrawer, the tangible steps to be able to kind of navigate or respond differently in your relationship. And so this episode is the withdrawer's side, not only of what happens in a fight, what parts are yours, but also what it looks like for a withdrawer to be fully engaged in a repair. That's great. Uh, so, so as we dive into that, I just want to say, uh, you know, we have covered quite a bit of territory. This yeah, is we the have. sixth. We've got one more after this, but but we've talked about what the injury is, the elements of repair. We've covered um, why I'm sorry isn't enough. Whose responsibility is it to repair? And then, like you just said, the pursuer's world. So here we are with the withdrawer's world, and kind of why sometimes um, a withdrawer doesn't get it right in repair. And I'm, I say, get it right. Like I'm speaking right to your failure. Sorry, withdrawers. <laughs> uh, but, but how we end up failing, why we we're like doomed, that language. why we're doomed to fail in this scenario. Um, and, and so we're going to spend a little time just talking about like, why do, why does that happen? Why does it, why does it go wrong? And when I think about that, I always want to kind of go to the, to the bind. Um, and, and I'm going to do that first actually, and just say, you know what, when we're, uh, as a withdrawer, when, when I see that you're hurt, I, I initially think, oh, that's my fault. Like my, my initial response is I probably messed I did something, something up. Wrong. I did something wrong. Well then I'm in trouble. That's what you say often. Yeah. I'm in trouble. I got it wrong. I got, I'm the, I'm the bad kid who got caught or something. Um, and, and so I see that pain and I don't, I don't actually believe that I'm the answer. Like, mm. I really don't believe that I'm going to be helpful in this scenario. A lot of times if I feel like, I feel like if I'm the one who hurt you, then I'm probably not the one to help you. Mm. And, and so it, it ends up literally pulling me out of the room or causing me to shut down or causing me to, to not really want to engage with that pain. I hear you kind of saying, I think my best move in that moment where I've upset you or hurt you is to not continue to hurt you by staying present. So I'm going to just let you figure that out and I'm going to exit stage left. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, I'm going to let you regulate yourself, your own emotion, and I'll go regulate my own emotion and we'll get back together when we're both happy. And then pursuers get abandoned and they're distressed and it's a mess. Well, and, and what we just talked about in our last episode about how pursuers, their fear is abandonment. Their yeah. fear is not being loved or wanted around these things. And so they get critical or kind of get, get very pointed to get you to stay sort of. Yeah. But then when you get critical or pointed and then I go away, it tells you that you're not worth it. Right. And, and, and that's, the that's cy- the pursuers. That's that is the cycle. Yep. The messages that the cycle sends to us. And so then you send that message to me and then the withdrawers bind is if I stay, I'm going to hurt you. I've already caused pain here. I don't really know how to stay with or engage with your emotion. And, and clearly yeah. I'm not the thing you need because I'm getting messages that say I'm not Yeah. right. So then what do I do? I go to my own failure. I screwed this up. Something's wrong with me and I can't stay in the room with you. Yeah. Right. And so the tactics that I take, the moves that I make, around that are very predictable, just like a pursuer's moves. I mean, yeah. really criticism, anxious energy, those things that the pursuers do, a withdrawer's moves are all just as predictable. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to shut down. I'm going to go away. I'm going to lock it up. 
or I'm going to, I'm going to do some form of placating, yeah. which is even, even nastier in <laughs> some ways, in my opinion. I mean, at least you're in the room and at least there can be some presence and, and maybe there's some hope that it could go forward. But, but when you placate it or when you placate like through apology, uh, man, that's just weak. I mean, it's, it's weak. It hurts you. It hurts me. It, it, and then it kind of leaves us feeling hopeless again. I want to kind of acknowledge, though, that just like in the Pursuers episode when we talked about that Pursuers have a really hard time acknowledging that they're possibly unsafe or that they won't respond well, I don't think, and this is my perception of a withdrawer, that withdrawers are maliciously placating. I think that withdrawers are really sorry it went bad. They are really sorry that now something they've done has let their pursuer down again. And so I think there is, when when you start going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, or when you, you know, like you kind of said, a pursuer will say I'm sorry 50 times and really not know why they're sorry or what they even did wrong. They're saying sorry because they've been taught saying sorry is what you're supposed to do. So they are trying a move. But what I hear you kind of saying in that placating step is that they can't really acknowledge what they did wrong. They might not even think they really did anything wrong. Their pursuer was just crazy. And so that's a, an interesting distinction. I, I'm wondering if so, the withdrawers that are listening would say, I'm not placating. I really am sorry. Or if they could acknowledge, wait a minute, I haven't really taken the time to figure out the depth of the what's going on for my partner. Let me give you like three bad examples of <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Because, I, you know, I like to lead with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got hurt. Mm. Like that. I'm not acknowledging that I did anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry. That sucks to be you. That's yeah. basically what that says. Or, um, you know what? Just this. Oh, sorry. Dismissing it. Not acknowledging anything. Yeah. Right. And then going away. I've been on the receiving end of both of those kinds of sorries. I don't know who would have done that to you. Probably <laughs> she's been married before you guys. No. Probably that other guy. Oh gosh. Uh, but oh, gosh. but uh, or, or or like uh, uh, <laughs> I'll come to you and be like, I'm sorry. I don't want us to be like this, you know. And you're like, sorry for what? Uh, the good pursuers will do that quite often. What are you sorry uh, what for? What do you, you what do you really know. you don't even know what went wrong, Chad? Yeah. Right? And then that, that here I am going. Oh, now I really don't know what. I know. I know. I did that wrong. <laughs> But, but it really is, it's funny because a, a, a withdrawer goes to this, I'm sorry. And it, and it can really feel like I just want to get out of it. Yeah. Like I'm not, igno- and that is the trick with this, right? If we say a good apology acknowledges the pain that was caused and allows the withdrawer would then allow it to impact them and respond to uh, that, that pain and show that pain to their pursuing partner. So as a withdrawer, I don't like to, and I don't want to stay with pain. I want to, I say pain. I try to turn off pain. I try not to feel it, right? It's not that I can't go through painful things. In fact, I think withdrawers are really good at going through pain. Absolutely. And that's probably how they learn to turn it off. But, but it's that, it's that a withdrawer tries to turn off that pain, get away from that pain, which then leaves the pursuer saying, you don't get it. By the way, a pursuer can feel the difference between a sorry that's like, you're not sorry. You just, you're just, you don't. You're just trying to cover this up and try to make this go away. You're not, we feel the difference in, I'm going to say the sincerity of it, yeah. or if you're engaged or you're just pushing it off. Yeah. I want to back up for just a second. To Give me that pen for a second. Okay, I need to here. write these thoughts down because okay, I got go. like three things I want to say about I this. I want to back up for just a second and talk about um, the trick behind some of this ability for a withdrawer to, to say they're sorry or not is that we talked a little bit about this in this this idea in the pursuer episode where we talked about whose fault is the fight. And so a lot of times because of the way a 
a pursuer's energy manifests in anxiety or critical, uh, critical words, it often feels like the fight is started by the pursuer. It's interesting because a pursuer will say that the fight is started by the withdrawer's behavior. The withdrawer did a thing that made me feel this way, and therefore I had to say it. Yeah. And so if you, if it's a tricky thing to go, well, who started this fight? Well, you're the one who attacked me first. Well, you're the one who left the dish. And now there's a little bit of a who did yeah. it wrong first. And so it's a hard thing to kind of go, if I want to own my side, I have to know what I did. And I just left a dish, and I don't really feel sorry that I left a dish. So now how do I apologize for that? Because I'm not sorry I left a dish. So here is the I'm sorry from the withdrawer that is is trying to make their withdraw- their pursuer feel better but can't really own a thing they don't feel bad for doing. Right. I Did mean, I, it's is like, that right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> that is right. I, I'm just saying like, and that's so practical. It's like, hey, sorry I left the dish on the counter because I was run, running late to get to work that, you know, the job that pays for everything we have, that place I was oh, going and I oh, worked for the last 12 hours oh. and now I come home and the dish is still there and you've done 25 is, other things. No, I know you do a lot, no but that's sincerity. a terrible, that's a terrible <laughs> apology, right? You do like, not see or feel my pain. But a lot of times a withdrawer does not give that information. Yeah. A withdrawer doesn't say, and they'll think it. I mean, withdrawers, don't get me wrong. I mean, sometimes we'll say, oh, pursuers want things to be efficient and be organized and communicated. And it's like, yeah, everybody does. Are you making no, fun of me? No, no, I'm not. I'm not making fun of you at all. I'm not at all. Because we do want things to be efficient and organized. So do withdrawers. Mm. So do withdrawers. Withdrawers have just gotten um, a different set of skills around it, mm. right? And I'm not, I'm trying to be honoring. I'm yeah, not trying to be no, mean to you. But no, I'm like, I get it. But I'm saying like, that th- th- withdrawers have found ways to ignore the things that they don't think are as important. Yeah. The problem is when I ignore the things that you think are important to you, right? It sends a message to it me. It says that you, that, what you think, and it doesn't, that, not even what you that think. matter to me it are says not that important you're not to important. you. Absolutely. It says that you're not important at the end it of the really day. It really does. And so I've gotten good at saying, oh my gosh, I've got to be at work. This is literally our story, like probably two mornings <laughs> Every a day. week, at least two. But I'm like, I've got to be at work. And so I'm going to run out the door as quickly as I can. And, and leave I leave the, the house kind of chaotic. And you're like, oh my gosh, this urgency, it's got to get out of the house. Right. <laughs> and I'm leaving and I'm like, hey, hey, come give me a kiss or something. You know, like, tell me you love me. And I'm like, just right? leave. <laughs> but, but it's like, there's this urgency around some of this stuff. And, and so I get super focused on the thing that I need to do. And I don't, I don't necessarily believe that you should value me because of that in some ways, yeah. but, but I, I believe that I'm, I'm probably failing you in some ways, even yeah. in doing that. So I'm like, there's this really tough thing. So I hope that that makes sense. Yeah. I hope it made sense to you. I think so. Um, but, but, but I'm like back to what I was, I was thinking about those kind of three points that I mentioned earlier. So if a withdrawal just kind of placates and just kind of says, Oh, sorry. Right. The, the funny thing is this is, this is what happens. So a withdrawer says, sorry, because they got it wrong. Right. And so Generally, what happens is their shame comes up, mm. and they do with shame what they do with shame. They go away. Mm. So I'll say, oh, I'm sorry. I failed you again, and I must really suck, and so I'll shut down around that if I even start to feel your pain. Yeah. Like, if you let me into your pain, there's a real risk that I'll just go, uh, and it could, like, wreck me because I don't know how to stay present. I get it. I'm bad, yeah. and I'm probably not what you need here anyway. Oh, it sucks that you hurt, but... I don't know what to do with that for myself. I certainly don't know what to do with it for you. So I'll just, I'll be outside in the garage or I'll be out. I'll go back to work. You know, I'll I'll go back and do something where somebody's going to tell me I'm getting it right. The other thing is 
if I can't feel the pain as a withdrawer, if I'm not so good at engaging with myself and I'm not so good at like really feeling pain for even myself, then how am I supposed to bring that forward? Well, how am I supposed to reflect Mm. to you that, that I get your pain? Yeah. Because when I see your pain, it either a sends me to my own shame and kicks me out or B I'm like, I'm trying to explore what it's like to even feel that way. Yeah. And, and he, so if, if we have a, a pursuer who's really articulate, like my wife, uh. or who's got lots of energy, or maybe has a lot of words around emotion, um, and they bring that forward, and, and let's say they've done a lot of work. They've been in counseling for years, and they've worked on emotional health and you know, uh, done all these things. It's like they come forward with this clear message around identity and I'm, I'm, I feel overwhelming and yet not enough. And I'm, I'm really sad and feel scared and alone and not valued. And you bring all these words forward. Even if I, even if I tried to take that in, let's say my shame doesn't kick me out. I don't leave. Even if I try to take it in, I now have to find language or kind of put tie together the felt experience of that and stay with it. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Not not only hard, I want to talk about the messages that um, with jars or that humans growing up or the experiences we've had as we developed in our life with drawers, some of their strategies have taught them that you need to shut down. That's better than engaging it because it's going to be too painful or just leave it alone. It'll be better that the pursuer will calm down. We'll be able to come back to this when things are less tense or less anxious yeah. or, you know, in the, in the faith communities, we hear kind of forgive and forget. That is definitely a withdrawal yeah. perspective. Like why? Why do we oh, have they're to, still mad at you for that. Let that why, go. Let that go. Why yeah. do we have to bring this stuff up? It's only going to cause more distress. Just go ahead and forgive and forget, and we'll just move on like it never happened. That is not what the human body does. The human body stores the pain because it wants to make sure we don't experience that pain again. So then it starts avoiding things that are similar to that. And before you know it, you have these distant, closed-off relationships where we can't bring that pain forward. And that's what Chad and I are really. Our hope is. is is that we can start helping couples open up space where we have avoided going before. Yeah. I want to, I want to jump in with that. You know, I, I, I use a weed eater a lot. Angela's like, what? I don't what like weed this? eaters. They're, they're hard to start and they're, just, I have a yeah. nice one now and it works Mm-mm. good, but, but, I, and thank you that you guys got that for father's that day. That was a father's day yep. gift. Um, Practical. But, but I want to say, like, I have a weed eater. And and so, like, when I go out to weed eat, a lot of times I forget to put on safety glasses. You should always wear safety glasses when you weed eat. <laughs> and or pants, you run a chainsaw shorts. or yeah. run a chainsaw. But but a lot of times when I'm weed eating, like, my eye closes. It'll blink before I even know that something's coming at it. Like, I don't have to think, close your eye because there's some piece of grass or rock or stick or something coming at it. Like, I'll blink before the, the piece gets there. And it's like, it's an instinct. It's a reaction. Mm. It's, quick. it's quick. It's not something that I have to, like, process Right. And I think, I don't think this is how your body responds to this sort of pain. It's like my, I am withdrawing and closing my eye (laughs) before my slow blink has occurred. My energy is like a rock flying at your eye. And I'm like, (laughs) eyes closed. I'm not taking that in. I don't know what to do with that. kind. And not just, not just your energy, Angela. I, I really do believe it's actually this, this emotional pain. Right. I get so good at closing off that pain so that I can finish the race or finish the weed eating or, or, or stay in this relationship. If you want to know that the, the, in this context, I get so good at closing it off, closing my eyes to it, that, that I don't know how to stay engaged with you and how to feel that pain. And so then it leaves us both in this kind of like doomed place where I'm going to fail you in this. There's no way that I don't. 
and, and I'm going to leave you alone in it. And even my best efforts to stay engaged, which is like a placating apology, yeah. they suck. They're no good. Oh. They're, they're bad. They're bad Just moves. As you say that, I, it makes me not only sad for how hard this is, but sad for couples who truly do care about each other, truly do want to have these deeper bonds, and yet are so trained to avoid, to not talk about it, to there's, they don't know how to get in there and do this. Yeah. And even these podcasts and even these connect points and even the direction that we're trying to give couples to start talking about it is still foreign and is still bumpy if you try and does still take intentional effort. You know, that's yeah. why I think Chad keeps circling back to say, gosh, this is a little bit tricky. And if you're new at this, we really encourage you go to a seminar, go to a hold me tight, go to a uh, creative for connection, go to a EFT therapist and really start doing work around your cycle, what it looks like as a withdrawer, what it looks like as a pursuer, what some of your tendencies are, how they affect each other, because yeah. there is an opportunity for you to not only bring your pain forward, but there's an opportunity for you as the partner to respond when your partner brings their pain forward that can shift how you do relationship and, and how secure you feel in your relationship. Yeah. It just really, it just prompts, this tugs on my heart. This is exactly why we're doing this. Oh, that's good. I, I'm tearing up a little bit for a second, but I'm just saying like that, that this is hard, you guys. And and it's not easy for us to to stay engaged. It's yeah. not easy for us to to really take care of each other in moments um, when we're distressed. And, and I want to just encourage you guys, um, try to fight for that. Withdrawers yeah. especially. I know that it's it's not easy and it's there's a tendency to want to go to our own shame, our own failure, and then kind of say, oh, I'm sorry. And then then the pursuer gets the message, oh, now I'm too much. Now I've shut him down. Or or to just kind of throw out a placating, oh, sorry. You know, yeah. that doesn't work so well. Or or to just shut down and kind of blame them. Like pursuers are pretty good, or withdrawers are pretty good at going to logic too. Yeah. I'll write you a note that says 10 reasons why you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, that that's not. Don't write me that note. But that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't solve the attachment injury. It doesn't solve the wound. It doesn't solve an attachment injury, injury isn't what we're talking about here. But like, really we're talking about like, it doesn't fix it. Yeah. It do, I haven't taken anything in. You know, I was going to say, and the reason, so withdrawers, man, we do another thing that's, it only takes a couple seconds to talk about actually, but the reason we don't bring pain forward is because we don't think it's going to be responded to. All the reasons we've already given why we don't respond well to pursuers because of our own shame, because of our tendency to go away from pain. You, I think, have believed the message that yeah. your pain doesn't matter. Nobody wants to hear about your pain. Nobody, if I brought nobody it forward, cares. nobody would like it. Right. Nobody. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't know how to respond to it. I don't even know what I'd want. So why bring it forward? Yeah. I should just choose joy yeah. and, and, and stay happy, forgive Be and forget, happy. move forward. Tomorrow's a new day. Do what your telling you to do and uh, make and, them happy. And it is true um, that we can move forward in that way. But, but the problem is it, it we don't really get to, You're, it ends up running us wholehearted yeah. for either side. Well, it, it, what's out of our awareness, the things we don't know about ourselves actually end up running us. Yeah. And so that, that it's easy to say that about a withdrawer and it's easy to kind of say, this is, this is why it, they don't come forward with their own pain. 
The problem is it ends up running you and then you end up bitter and resentful and you're 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the road and you're getting a divorce after the kids go to college or whatever. And you're like, why did I ever, I've wasted 25 years and never talked about a real experience that I have. Or more also devastating is if you believe about your partner that they can't respond to your um, pain is that there's a potential you're going to go somewhere else to get comfort in those painful places. And so you see a lot of times there, that's when an affair shows up or that's when an addiction or, you know, somebody becomes a workaholic or pours themselves into something else that actually comforts them. And so, so just like in the last episode, the connect point, we kind of took a half step. I mean, this is the same for withdrawal, for withdrawal to be able to say, I want to try a vulnerable move here. I want to try to bring my pain forward. Um, that's huge. And it's scary to, to engage or even to not placate, but to engage a conflict to try to resolve it is a dangerous move for a withdrawer. For sure. So we're asking you to kind of have a conversation around what that might look like. Yeah. And, and so w- withdrawers have that conversation, come forward and say, this is the thing um, that, that happens inside me when I try to talk about this. You may talk about your shame. You may talk about the sense of failure, which is kind of related to shame. But, but I mean, I, that, would be, that would be your half step is just try and- to put some words to the reasons we shut down before we go away. Your job is to be a good listener and that's all. Don't fix, don't control, don't manage, don't get defensive, don't make it about you. No coaching anybody up in this No, you really want to try to be safe and just say, man, thanks for sharing. I know this is hard and we want to try to do better at this. So that's your connect point. We have one more episode left in this series and we look forward to catching up with you next week. It's great. Thanks guys.